Welcome to the Steam Engine podcast. We are Jay and Lucy, and this is a podcast to discuss people-first leadership within the workplace. In other words, what it means and what it takes to always put people at the forefront of every business decision. Our mission is to inspire you to rethink the way you make decisions in the workplace. Now that Lucy stopped being really serious, let me tell you a little secret. This podcast is just two mates who are really passionate about putting people first in the workplace, sharing their chat and also inviting you to join their movement. And with that being said, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to episode five of the Steam Engine podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about career conversations. So Jay and I are big fans of an organizational psychologist called Adam Grant, who's based in the US. And this episode was inspired about a post he put up on Instagram that says, bad managers keep people in dead-end jobs. So to recap, bad managers keep people in dead-end jobs. And that got us thinking. So do they lose? Do bad managers actually keep you in dead-end jobs? They can do. And I think that harks back to our conversation a few episodes ago around compromise and how managers will have people leaving their teams a lot. And as they obviously, as their direct reports progress through organisations. And we talked about the fact that some managers will not compromise and not let their teams leave their team. Their white, sorry, not let their people lead leave their wider teams because it's not best for the manager as opposed to not being best for the employee and not compromising in that sense. So I do agree that bad managers keep people in dead-end jobs or said differently, the jobs don't always have to be dead-end jobs. They might be very good jobs, but Mm. you might have already gained the experiences you need in them. I agree on the manager side, but I think also individuals, like we keep ourselves in in unfulfilling jobs because we are not really clear about what you want to do. I think that's something that we should unpack today around like how you can be clear around what you want to do. Because earlier on in my career, I mean, every year I work for like big corporates, every year HR and there's a huge campaign around oh, it's career month or career week or whatever. So let's have a career conversation with your manager, blah, blah, blah. And career is your <laughs> in your hands and you have to take control of your career. It's not your manager's job, blah, blah. I actually didn't know what the fuck that meant. <laughs> really? Like I'm a really junior person in this organization what do you mean it's in my hands like i don't make decisions about my career i just get roles and i just get promoted and i just move have you experienced that yeah it's a consistent annual thing yes. <laughs> and has been I yeah hated it. has been for years where do you want to be in five years time honestly i never knew i just but also like if you if you if i'm going to be really frank i feel like you might be working in, you know, a big corporate and you and I have historically. And so really you're like, oh, I want that existing role next. And then in five years time, I want that existing role after that. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing is looking at the current structure and going, I want to be this and then that and then that, please. Now, the first thing wrong with that is that corporate structures change all the time. Yes. And, and you're an accountant, so surely you want to be a CFO, right? 
I mean, you're not ambitious if you don't want to be a CFO. Yeah, and actually, so then you get to almost like the dark side of career conversations. If I turned around and said that I didn't want to be a CFO, is that going to be a, you know, a... Black mark? A black mark, a conversation amongst my leadership going, oh, you know, let's just keep loose where she is because she's she's not, let's not worry about her. That doesn't mean that. Maybe I'm just not confident enough to say I can be a CFO. So I think that there's, I mean, a bit of listening. (laughs) That needs to be done there. But when you said like in the next five years, let's let's say you've started off your career and three years into your job, you just go, so what do you want to do in the next five years? God forbid you would never say you want to be a CFO in five years. <laughs> I, 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 I probably would, did. <laughs> I was no, I so didn't. afraid to say that because you've just had two years of experience. How can you be a CFO? That's not, that's not. We're so far away, right? Yes. So far away from reality that, it becomes very difficult. But then within the realms of going from finance analyst to CFO, I don't know what the frig I need to be doing. But. Yeah, so I think that's where I think there's a huge role for leaders to play. I've been so privileged to have had a manager who actually had sat me down and had a very transparent conversation with me around, what do you want to do? It's yeah. not about your next role. So uh, automatically I said, well, one day I want to be a CFO. Also, I think it's just anyone's, I mean, unless you're super brave, you've also got to play like, I want to be in this company for the rest of my career. You know, I think that might be changing now. But we're but... talking like like ancient times when you started working. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even more recently, and, and maybe that's on me, right? Like maybe I'm not brave enough and maybe I, d- I wasn't clear enough on what I actually wanted to do, which I think we'll talk about a bit later. But... I definitely just said that because mm. I was like, oh, this conversation. Yeah, but this is, that's what's expected mm. to be told. I think transparency and trust is really important to have a career conversation with someone. And you, so if it's your, your report, direct reports or your team, and even if it is somebody you're mentoring, to have a very clear, transparent career conversation is super important. But the fundamental is not the next role, not to ask What's the next role you want to do or what do you want to do in five years? My famous thing is I always say, I ask grown men and women, what do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah, <laughs> I know it's funny when you ask somebody who's grown up what you want to do when you grow up. But that's really fundamentally the question. Do you know what? why I think even when you say that to me versus like, you know, what's your next role or what, what role do you want to do in five years time or whatever? You're turning it from what professionally do you want to do in this business versus what's your life entail? Mm-hmm. Let's look at your over, you as an overall human being and what do you actually want to do? And do you know what? We probably maybe should have introduced this a bit more clearly, but what is a career conversation? Like, let's just make sure I think we're all on the same page as to to what that is. Because if I was to be blunt, again, what I probably took that to mean throughout my entire career in whatever company I've worked in, it's what role do you want to do in this business later? Honestly, so whereas what would your take be on it, Jay? And and actually, when I met you, my take on that whole entire concept changed. That's Probably because I've had the privilege of working with managers who actually had the proper career conversations with me. A career conversation is not about a company. It's not about a company. It's not about any of your next role or what you're going to do in three years time or five years time. A career conversation is literally what I said before. What do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. What does Lucy's life need to be when you grow up so then when you're clear about the, that goal where you see yourself 
then the next steps in the short term medium term and the long term can fill your career right it may be it may include promotions yeah it may include lateral moves mm. which people don't really look very positively yep. at to gain experience uh, to gain right? experience yep. because for example if you're let's say so you're an accountant and your life aspiration is to open your own charity let's say mm. so do we have leaders who are open to having that conversation in the short term because i don't care what lucy does when she grows up because i won't be she won't be working with me so i don't really care about what you want to do when you grow up what i care about is in the next 3 years how you're going to help me deliver my results i'm not saying everyone's like that mm-hmm. but let's be honest there are people like that too who do look at career conversation there are managers who look at career conversations going yeah how do i manage this meeting in the next 45 minutes with Lucy mm-hmm. and uh, make sure she's she walks away happy going yeah I'll give you this role this role this role for the next five years you're good yeah that's true and one would argue that as a manager your role is to get your team working at its mm-hmm. best yes which is how do I get the most out of people Yes, but it's about taking a long-term view on it rather than a short-term view. So if I turned around and I said I do want to start my own charity, then the conversation really becomes wider to the point of, well, maybe it's worth you taking the financial controller role mm-hmm. here because then you get experience of controlling yes. finances. So when you go and open your own charity in 2-3 years time or whatever it is, you've got that experience. Still, yeah. I'm super motivated doing the financial controller role because it's getting me to where I need mm-hmm. to be. Everyone's happy, well, except the existing financial controller, but maybe they need to have a real conversation around yeah. what they want to do and it might be the most epic job swap you've ever witnessed. Absolutely. Exactly. I think we just need to break the traditional view of a career conversation and think a bit beyond a mm. like a time frame. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make, take this to a bit of a different we always go on a different tangent but Luce in in your time in your in, in your career I mean we all work for money we all work for money it's always the most of the time it's the motivator but you come to a certain point in your life stage I guess I don't know that sounds really old but you know like you come to a certain stage where you money doesn't really mm. motivate you yeah. like do you want to share some experience mm. from your career around where you've made very different decisions that you would have like 10 years ago you would have made a different decision yeah. to what you made Yeah, I think that is a great segue into <laughs> I guess recent decisions that I've made and actually it's not necessarily about life stages for me because I haven't had that many different ones like I've just been <laughs> chilling for and but it's about probably knowing myself more and understanding once again my value set and the kind of experiences I want and so it goes back to a couple of years ago when I was on track for a relatively big promotion in fact something that from a a work only perspective a job role that excited me massively and i definitely was going down the path of accepting this promotion and then i started to really look at my life overall and realize that this actually this promotion meant me leaving australia and so it the way it played out in my head was I'm literally prioritizing my job over the rest of my lifestyle. So I actually made uh, quite the difficult decision to not take that promotion. 
to be clear, I really wanted. But I decided, probably for the first time ever, that my life is more important than my job. And I turned down the promotion and a few months later ultimately left the company as well. And since then have made some very different decisions. So working for a charity that I've been doing, the experiences that I've gained there have been amazing. Do I get paid the same as I did at my big corporate? Absolutely not. I'm also starting my own business as well, which has been an amazing journey and very aligned with my values of connection and curiosity and freedom to an extent as well. Again, is it money driven? No. And I also have been doing some kind of other roles as well that actually do provide me money so that Mm. I can continue on to pay my Mm. rent and what have you. But what has been the biggest learning for me is where it has previously been around status. And a lot of what I used to say was like, oh, I'm so-and-so role Mm. at so-and-so company. And people go, cool. Whereas I I can't say that anymore because one, I do many jobs now. (laughs) And so I'm not defined by one job anymore. And people haven't always heard of the place that I work at, which is very new for me because my previous roles have been global known brands. So yeah, so I'm definitely going through a point of putting my values first Mm. and it feels great. Yeah, um, yeah, I can see that. Like I can see that you're less stressed and you're much more aligned Mm. to your values and you're happier. Mm. Uh, But this conversation was never intended to like say corporates are bad or anything. It's just what works for individual. No, and to be quite honest, having been out for a little while now, I actually now see from a distance the huge value Mm. the corporate brings Mm. and everything that I bring to my current roles, I learn in Mm. corporate. And even just the the concept of a career conversation Mm. and the structure around that process Mm. when run well is such a gift. And I don't, if I hadn't had the experience in corporate, so I actually never say never. And what I'm also doing is learning a bit more about myself and how I Mm. operate. So Mm. if I ever was to go back into corporate again, I actually feel like I would thrive personally more Mm. than I probably did when I hadn't given myself space to do the kind of reflections. And that's that's the thing, like career conversations when had properly Mm. and both parties, the manager as well as the individual having the conversation when they are fully aware around the individual knowing what they want to do and the manager making sure they ask the right questions to probe a little selflessly mm-hmm. in that conversation. Yep. Because if that conversation is never about you. That conversation is about the individual. But the business benefit of that conversation had well is that you will have a really motivated team member or an associate where they've clearly been heard. They clearly feel like their career aspirations are going to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And um, they themselves are clear about what they want to do. And your manager is very clear around where they want. And can you imagine if you have across an entire function in a company, those kind of outputs of a career conversation then feeding into a people planning process? Then you've got really your plan, if all goes well, Mm. shored up for, I don't know, two, three, four, five years. I'm not sure. But, and so you have plans. And if, I'm not saying you don't ever want anyone to leave your organisation because it happens. It's natural. And oftentimes it can be Mm -hmm. for the best. So, but if you've got clarity over really what your teams want to do, you will know that, you know, Joe Bloggs is going to go and do this role and then this one. And then after that, we're probably 
going to part ways because they will you know I, I don't yeah. I don't know but yeah and again not the expert in people planning it's yes. not necessarily a finance yeah. person's expert expertise however I just think having that really clear open knowledge to really support and then able to go back to an employee going I know you want to do x role honestly it might not be the best thing for you mm-hmm. so how do we get you to get that experience somehow yeah. Yeah. because actually the other thing is there might well, and I've seen it play out as well, be the case of if it so so becomes the reality that someone has to leave the business to get that experience, mm. you might be working with them again in five years' time and go and hire them because yeah. you know exactly what they needed. They got mm-hmm. that experience. So it actually can play really well in the long term. Absolutely. And who knows, the person you hire to replace them might be even better, even better. more motivated. Yes. And, uh, the last point I want to bring to this career conversation is that we have to make sure we are, as managers, we are aware of some cultural norms. Mm. Because I come from a culture where, you'll be surprised, where you don't <laughs> challenge hierarchy, you don't <laughs> ask for things, you just wait for things to kind of happen. That doesn't work in dif- in this, in like let's say for in for example in Australia, right? Yep. So be bold, be, have the courage to have that conversation around what exactly you want to do. You may not be clear around what you want to do. Then my biggest counsel on that is go and find a really good mentor for you to be able to give that direction. Then the other piece is as a manager, be conscious and aware of the cultural um, barriers mm that your team may have in terms of being really open and transparent about what they want they to want do. to do yeah and that comes from building trust yes i think as yes. well but i like what you said around the the team member having the career conversation and maybe getting a mentor to support that getting somebody to help you make your make what you want to do a very clean and crisp conversation mm-hmm. so without a doubt the manager will can take that information and go right they want to do x y and z because they want these experiences so i think that's the best thing you can do as a member of the team and then the best thing is the manager can do is exactly that point is being able to ask the questions gain the trust to be able to get that clean and clear mm-hmm. communication out of the team member i think that's it yeah i think we've covered quite a few things it's one of the most important conversations in the workplace that is people-centered so yeah yeah Yeah, I completely agree and again it's a it's like a muscle to be built you're Mm -hmm. not going to go in and have the most epic career conversation or you might I mean who knows I can say the ones I've had probably don't haven't added the most value to my own career so yeah it's just just practice it if you're a manager or a team member just practice and just try and be as self-aware and as open as you can be self-aware open and selfless if you're the manager because it's not about you, it's about your the team member that you're having the conversation with. Yeah, perfect. All right, thank you. This closes episode five. Thank you, Jay. Thanks, and <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Steam Engine Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe at whichever platform you're listening to this podcast on and leave a review. That will really help us tailor this podcast to what our audience needs. <laughs>